Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Two giants of the GOP are going to enter the ring today here on Critical Thinking, and only one of them is going to win. Yes, we are going to do a debate. We are going to talk about the case that should be made against both Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis, the, no, well, not totally known candidates, but let's be real, Ron DeSantis is running. The two top candidates running for GOP's nomination in 2024. We're going to call it a reverse debate. We're going to make the case against each one of these candidates here on this Deep Dive Thursday edition of Critical Thinking. Good Thursday to you all. I'm Andrew Coppins. He is Mr. Pat Oni over there in the wonderful state of Utah. It's a Deep Dive Thursday. Yes, we're going to do kind of a reverse style debate, if you will. Normally, it's a case that you're going to make for yourself, but we're going to make the case that each candidate should be making against the other, right? So I'm going to be taking the position of Ron DeSantis going against the making the case against Donald Trump. Pat is going to be Donald Trump making the case against Ron DeSantis. The rules are very simple, Pat. 10 minutes apiece. No talking, no interrupting, and yes, that will be enforced um, during that 10 minutes. You don't have to use all 10 minutes, and then we're going to discuss uh, what took place and, and maybe the points that were made and points that could have been made and um, kind of come to not necessarily conclusion of who we would support or whatever, but come to some sort of a conclusion as to who has the better case to make on a negative level against or for each other. Um, so with all of that having been said, Mr. Pat Oni, we're going to do the dang thing right now. It's rock, paper, scissors, shoot. So one, rock, paper, scissors, shoot, right? For who gets to go first. To be clear, it's not rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock. <laughs> mm. And for those of you who are not watching, um, you missed a creative, not really creative, uh, flip-off. 
So make sure you're going to rumble.com backslash critical thinking. Again, rumble.com backslash critical thinking. All right. With that being said, are you ready to rock, paper, scissors, shoot? Let's do it. All right. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. All right. I guess I am going first as the case for or from Ron DeSantis towards one Donald John Trump. Former president of the United States of America, Pat, put 10 minutes on the timer. And in three, two, one, are you ready to count 10 minutes? Yes. All right. <clears throat> First of all, I don't even have to talk, Mr. Former President Donald Trump, about your personal foibles. I don't have to talk about the nasty things that you've said against me. Because here's the reality that exists. We both have a record. We both have run governments. You have run the United States of America's federal government, and I am a two-term, yes, two-term governor of the state of Florida. So you have a record, sir. And frankly, it's one of massive broken promises, bad hires, bad advice, and terrible hubris. So instead of the personal attacks that you like to make, how about we focus on your promises? How about we focus on the things that you did or did not accomplish as a president of the United States of America? How about we just look at the economy and the jobs? And I'm going to caveat this to you. I'm going to give this to you. All right. I'm going to give you, we're not going to talk about what took place with the jobs and the economy during the COVID-19 situation that you mismanaged. And I'll get into that in a little bit. But we're not even going to have to talk about those things. So, Mr. President, I bring you this. Did you or did you not tell us that you would bring manufacturing back to the United States at levels that we had previously not seen? Yes, you did. Did that happen? No. In fact, manufacturing jobs grew at a pace that was either at or below the pace that it was growing under your predecessor, Barack Obama. That's right, folks. You didn't bring manufacturing jobs back. You just grew them at the same pace that everybody else had been growing them at. And furthermore, you touted specific plants and specific organizations, and it turns out that while they might have built a few, they also took many more jobs and put them in Mexico or elsewhere, a la Ford. How about we talk about your infrastructure promise? Investing $550 billion in infrastructure and creating an infrastructure fund for the United States of America. Did that happen? No, it never happened. You claimed that you wanted to invest in the infrastructure of the United States of America. You had your way. You had the Congress, the Senate. You had everything that you possibly could have wanted. Did you take a $550 billion investment fund and did you do anything with it? No, you did not. 
You promised us. And again, this is why I told you I'm going to give you the caveat, Mr. President, of excluding the COVID-19 era, if you will. You told us you were going to grow the economy by 4% every year as president of the United States of America. 2017, 2018, 2019, you were in charge, right? The economy never grew at greater than 3%. You couldn't keep that promise. You told us that you wanted to adopt, quote unquote, the penny plan. That's right. You're going to, for every dollar that's spent, you save a penny, right, on the uh, budget. You had the Congress. You had the Senate. But, but Mitch McConnell, but, 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 but all of the uh, ineffectual leaders, right? You were the most ineffectual leader on the economy. Again, you couldn't get it to grow. You couldn't invest in infrastructure. You never invested in the manufacturing. In fact, your attempts were feeble. You wanted to adopt the penny plan, the plan that um, you like to harangue myself with, except for you, you, you never actually got it to pass. This was a plan that myself and the, the person you have liked to attack a lot, uh, one Paul Ryan, came up with as a compromise solution to the issues of budgeting as a government. We can even look at your big overarching promises as President of the United States. In fact, I would argue your top two promises that you gave on the campaign trail in 2016. Can the American people trust you? Is the question that must be asked given the promises that were broken. Number one promise was that you were going to immediately repeal and work to replace Obamacare. It is now April 20th, year of our Lord, 2023. Obamacare still exists and has been strengthened by this Congress and Senate during the Biden administration. You utterly failed to take advantage of literally owning the House, the Senate, the executive branch, all three aspects of passing legislation like this. You failed to be able to whip Mitch McConnell. You failed to be able to do anything with a yes divided, but still majority United States House of Representatives. You didn't repeal Obamacare. You never had a plan to actually replace Obamacare. Meanwhile, on the other hand, as a governor, I have worked to take on our public health insurance system and strengthen and change it. How about the biggest whopper of them all? The wall. Immigration. You told us <clears throat> what about immigration? That 
you were going to build a great, fantastic, wonderful wall, and that you, because of your celeb, because of your power and influence and wealth and admiration across the globe from political leaders and business leaders, would get Mexico to pay for the wall. The wall is not complete, was never going to be completed. You never had the backing of the Department of Homeland Security to do this. And third and, for, and, third and fo foremost on this list is you were never, ever, ever, ever going to get Mexico to pay for the wall. Instead, you left the American public on the hook for literally hundreds of billions of dollars of extra spending when it came to building the portions of the wall that did get built. And you left Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, and California largely to fend for themselves when it came to, but you promised us the wall, and now we have giant holes in our border. You left to the point where Arizona was taking the shipping containers for the material to build the wall and plugging the holes that were left. Oh, and by the way, then being sued by the Biden administration and having to pay out billions upon billions of dollars in that lawsuit, stopping them from being able to do the things that they needed to do to protect their border, all thanks to your ineffectual leadership. And folks, we are now coming to the absolute worst of all of this, the COVID-19 scandal. You, sir, gave us 15 days to flatten the curve, 30 days to slow the spread. You, sir, gave us Anthony Fauci, Deborah Burks, and the horrendous, the absolutely horrendous decision to exclude Pfizer from any culpability, from any lawsuits. They are 100% immune to this day. Your decision of Operation Warp Speed was an absolute unmitigated disaster for the American public. And to this day, you cannot even admit that it was a mistake. You can't even admit that it didn't work. You can't even admit that the shots do not work. On the other hand, what did I do? I hired people that were absolute leaders in telling the truth and figuring out that the government of the United States of America were lying to me, that were lying to the American people, that were setting us up for failure. I chose, I chose truth over fear. I chose to tell the truth to the people of Florida. You didn't. You did not tell the truth to the American people in any way, shape, or form. Instead, fear. Instead, lifelong bureaucrats. Instead, you chose Anthony Fauci over Scott Atlas when you had the opportunity to change course. You didn't. And with that, I yield back. All I can say is, uh, 
wow wow mr desanctimonious that was uh quite uh quite a quite a travesty on my character that is completely untrue uh i developed one of the greatest economies that this country has ever seen perhaps the greatest that this country has ever seen um we we built a, a big beautiful wall um and it was huge and uh what what have you done mr desanctimonious uh since since uh getting my endorsement by the way for you to run for governor in the state of florida so you wouldn't be where you are without donald john trump so you talk about running the government and running as you've pointed out you run florida i've i've run the country at a federal level there's a big difference between running a country and running a state for example you have no experience with foreign policy none i do i brought north korea to the table which no president has done for however many years now uh i also brought unprecedented peace and helped facilitate unprecedented peace within the middle east i'm also the only president since before reagan to not put America in another war. What experience do you have managing this country's foreign policy? I submit you have none. You also talk about my uh, record on COVID. How would you have handled it differently, Mr. DeSanctimonious? You did shut down Florida for a fair while. You talk about my failures with COVID. You also followed the suit of Fauci, just like we all did. We were all duped. And you also were in favor of the Operation Warp Speed and the vaccine um, for however long of a time. And by the way, my administration got that vaccine out to the people in record time. And we were able to create a path to reopen the country and to make everyone feel safe enough to reopen the country. And I was an advocate of reopening the country. However, the election was stolen from me. We were not able to enact those policies. You talk about my infrastructure plan. I'm all for in, in, in uh, revamping our infrastructure. Our infrastructure uh, is in desperate need of help. However, when you have to work with Congress, you do not have all the power to simply just make laws as president. You have to go through Congress. Congress and the inaction of Mitch McConnell stifled a lot of my plans. Replacing Obamacare was also due to Congress's inaction. And that includes your buddy, Paul Ryan. They did not have a plan in place. They were not able to just repeal. They had to repeal and replace. They had nothing of substance to replace Obamacare with. Also, you talk about public health and, and my actions on COVID. 
How about your actions against Medicare, Social Security? You're no friend of those. You're not friend again for the hardworking Americans that have worked so hard to gain Medicare and Social Security. You've been against those things from the beginning and have looked to make serious reductions against those things. Uh, We built a wall. Though it may not be completed, it will be completed during my second term. And what is your plan against illegal immigration? This is something that you have not had any record on since being governor of Florida. You've only governed a state. You've not governed a country. What is your plan for illegal immigration? To this day, you have none. Um, And by the way, I would have fired Fauci and Burks had I won a second term. So... You needed my my endorsement to win Florida. You have no record on foreign policy. You have no record as president. You have no record running a country. I do. You also have no record of bringing mass crowds together at big events like I do. I've been able to unite this country in a way that you've never been able and have no experience ever being able to do. So, That being said, I'm running. And by the way, the polls, all the polls point to me so far. And I'm winning by a big, big margin. You have no chance. You might as well get behind me and support me while that door is still open. And with that, I yield back. All right, then, Mr. Pat Oni, your succinct case, if you will against Ron DeSanctimonious, um, or should I say Donald Trump, um, your, your case against. So we are going to discuss the points that were made um, and all that sort of stuff. But before we do that, I think it is a perfect segue for us to go ahead and talk about the B or not the B. Are you ready for today's headline, Pat? I'm always ready for the B or not the B. Hit me. Okay, so today's headline, Fetterman filibusters Senate for seven hours while attempting to say hello. Fetterman filibusters Senate for seven hours while attempting to say hello. And while you are thinking about this, folks, do not forget, if you want to support businesses that will not insult you, like we like to support businesses that don't insult us, a great example of what we are talking about is Anheuser-Busch, right? Here's the reality. Anheuser-Busch for a long time has been massive sponsors for the Chicago Pride Parade, a massive sponsor for the New York City Pride Parade. And and it is all over the place when it comes to Pride Month, right? That's a longstanding thing. Bud Light, Miller Light, they've all done it, right? That's not insulting me. What's insulting me is what you did with Dylan Mulvaney. That's the insult. So let's support a business that's not going to insult us, kind of like Yingling, right? Yingling has not once but twice leaned into we are America's old, uh, third oldest brewery for all Americans. There's that, what's wrong with that message? We, we would love the dollar of the LGBTQ population as much as we want the dollar of the trucker, right? Or the, the executive, right? That, that's perfect messaging, um, unlike Bud Light who decides to, oh, by the way, 50% of our audience, let's just cut them out. 
All right, with that being said, folks, the greatest thing that you can do to help us is support businesses that don't insult us. And that includes our friends over at coffeebrandcoffee.com. That's right, coffeebrandcoffee.com, where they care about really good coffee, and that's it. Go over there, enter the promo code critical thinking at checkout. Again, enter the promo code critical thinking at checkout at coffeebrandcoffee.com and get yourself some 5% off of your purchase today. My personal uh, choice, if it's still there, the bourbon coffee. Try it. It is absolutely fantastic. Um, I like it better than their uh, caramel, their salted caramel flavoring. It has more flavor and I like coffee with more flavor to it. Um, more of the notes of the flavor that you're attempting to give us. Um, that's just me. So go ahead and check it out, coffeebrandcoffee.com. Enter the promo code Critical Thinking at checkout for 5% off of your purchase today. All right, do you need the headline one more time? No, I. Th- this was a softball. Are you sure? It's going to get hit out of the park. It's going to get hit off the planet, really. Um, it, it's uh, the Babylon Bee. Okay, you are correct. Yes, this is the Babylon Bee. Yes, Fetterman filibuster set it for seven hours while attempting to say hello. I don't even need to get into the actual physical article here because I don't know, Pat, did you see John Fetterman in his return leading that subcommittee? Did you see it? I, I I didn't see the actual... I saw him pulling up to the Capitol in, like, sweats, basically. Oh, my God, Pat. It was awful. He couldn't get through a sentence without stumbling. He couldn't read the piece of paper in front of him. And look, I am not making fun of this. And we have long talked about this. This isn't funny. Right? In so much as in so much as he he suffered a stroke. Okay. Mm. Right? We know this. He suffered a stroke. And they still allow him to be put in front of cameras. He he has an auditory issue from the stroke where it is difficult for him to either read and speak or speak and understand what other... He has a comprehension, an auditory comprehension problem, right? He has a problem of being able to input and ex, and output information, right? So it's a processing problem that has come from the stroke that he had let alone the other issues of depression or whatever the heck else was going on there. He looks terrible. He sounds terrible. He sounds incompetent. More importantly, we have no idea. And this is the thing that we've talked about for the longest time with John Fetterman. Is we have no idea if he's actually comprehending the words that come out of his mouth or the things that people are saying to him. We have no way of knowing that because Usually what comes out of his mouth is gobbledygook. And that's exactly what happened. The stammering, the stuttering, the uh, missing of words, this, that, and everything in between. It was awful. Terrible, horrible, no good, Pat. Um, And I refuse to necessarily make fun of it other than to say the obvious, right? And that's what I think the Babylon Bee did here. This guy Mm. is so incapable of doing his job and that's the important part he is not capable of doing the job of the senator from the great state of pennsylvania and yet the democrats have decided to put him front and center as a chair of a subcommittee why 
You put him on the back bench and you hide him like you do with Joe Biden. And apparently Diane Feinstein. <laughs> well, you know, when you're pushing 90 and in, uh, in still somehow in the Senate. Yeah, uh, it, it's very, very troubling. Okay, with that being said, uh, that $100 goes into our central bank digital currency wallet, uh, which uh, neither of us apparently have access to because we have violated the um, ESG score needed so we don't have to ESG. access it. Yeah. 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 Yep, yep, yep. So whenever we actually get to, uh, you know, get our thousands of central bank digital currency in our hands, that would be great, right, Pat? Except right, for we'll right. never because we will never bend to the ESG score. But that being said, um, okay, so let's do it this way, Pat. Well, I, I'm going to have you react to the case that I made as Ron DeSantis against Donald Trump. Honestly, I think if I'm Ron DeSantis, that is the case I would have made. Um, all the points that you hammered on are the cases I would have made. And, and I would have hammered on more so on COVID. Like in the beginning, you you actually were going to let him go on COVID for a moment, right? Isn't that, I would not, that's what I didn't. So I didn't let him go on COVID. I let, him, I let the um, economic impact mm -hmm. go, right? Because, okay, we spent about $3 trillion, right? during his time frame um so the 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 budget deficit the, that's something that we can talk about too right budget deficits yep. and all these things the deficit we had reached a trillion dollars if you don't even add on the two trillion dollars in extra covid spending so we we're talking about a budget deficit of three trillion dollars by the time that he had left office okay mm -hmm. i'm gonna let him go on that because of the unprecedented nature uh, that our world believed the lie right i'm gonna let him go on that but i'm not gonna let him go on the decision making on the okay. Okay. on the hires that he made and all of those things i think that's the more prudent mm. and the more important argument to make on COVID 19. and that's a good clarification i but uh, you you hammered home a lot of points of of, of his failures during president i mean yeah, obviously, you he, you couldn't go down the foreign policy route because he was actually quite successful there. Um, one point that I actually missed that that neither of us really addressed was the fact that Donald Trump and his Supreme Court nominees in the Roe versus Wade. That's that was also a pretty big accomplishment. You don't get that without Donald Trump in here. Um, yeah. It, so the reason why I wouldn't have gone down that route is because it is an accomplishment. More importantly, right. it, it's an accomplishment both of us can hang a hat on. Because I, you know, if I'm Ron DeSantis, I'd also point out, well, guess what? Thanks to the reversal of Roe versus Wade, I was able to give you a, uh, in Florida a six-week abortion ban, right? Right. With right. Uh, certain exceptions. Now, I don't know where Ron DeSantis would does stand on abortion, other than I know that he supports uh, or supported the repeal of Roe versus Wade, and he is pro life. I just don't know if it's the pro life with the exceptions or my preferred one, yeah, pro life, right? right. And we have long right. talked about why. Um, so I, I mean, how do you, you? You can't really attack on that. You, you, no, you can't. You can't from um, either it, either either perspective. Right. So, but I mean talking about the wall 
I mean, I thought that was perfect. Um, the, the, um, record on the economy or his supposed record on the economy and kind of the truth behind that. I mean, because that's something that Donald Trump likes to hang his hat on is like, Oh, I've I've had the best economy had record unemployment, all this fun stuff. Right. And then, however, especially during the COVID years, he's also contributed a lot towards the inflation pain that we've been going through. That, that isn't exclusively a Joe Biden thing. Right. So, um, then, you, then you know, you've got all the infrastructure failures. You've got, you know, the Obamacare thing. And then, I mean, that's exactly what Trump would do. He would blame Congress. He would blame Mitch McConnell. He would blame Paul Ryan. And to some, to some degree, to his credit, he's not entirely wrong. Okay? He's not. <clears throat> However, mm-hmm. he did not get them to get behind what he ultimately wanted and what his plans were for those things. He was not able to whip Congress to do that. Um, and, and that, that just goes to show how ineffectual of a leader he was towards even a GOP controlled Congress. Yep. Yep. And and if I'm Ron DeSantis, that's exactly the case that I am making. Look what I, because it's not just the negative case. It is also, then you flip it because on the positive side of things, right? I'm going to make the negative case that you couldn't even get your own team GOP to do your will, Right to do the things that that you believed to be right for this country. On the flip side of that, here in the state of Florida, uh, have you seen what I've been able to do on um, almost every issue, right? Mm. And now you could talk about getting into the Disney situations and blah, 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 blah. Um, Anything else that you have a reaction to to the case that I had made? Yeah, just just really quick, the, the whole Ill- illegal immigration thing. Yeah, he failed on a lot of that. I mean, he didn't get Mexico to pay for it. We paid billions upon billions of dollars for an incomplete wall. Yeah, um, we still had an, uh, a border crisis even under Trump. Now, granted, it is not what it is now, um, but it, it was still not good. And then. I don't know how you defend Operation Warp Speed. I just don't. I mean, he, he obviously would after he's, after he the is <laughs> and he still is. That's the thing is like 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 you and I have both talked. To, that one was hard, by the way. You know, I, I'm being being the, the resident Mormon on this show and a guy that doesn't want to drink. Trying to defend that made me want to start drinking because how do you actually do that? Because it it, it doesn't work. It's it's hurt and, and potentially killed a lot of people, um, but yet you're still in defense of it. Come on, man. Own up and take some responsibility. Yeah, and I think this is the point that you can absolutely take the the, the sledgehammer to Donald Trump's head on. Um, well, and, and, here's, and here's how you frame it if you're Ron DeSantis. And I think I did a decent job of framing this, is you're... You, you take away the other side's argument right away. Mm-hmm. And how do you do this? At the beginning of this, quote unquote, unprecedented um, pandemic situation, I began from the premise of trusting the information from the federal government. But as soon as I began to independently verify the information given to us, what did I do? I hired uh, Latipo, right, as the Surgeon General, and I trusted 
somebody to look at the actual information and give the truth to the people of Florida. And as soon as we went from 15 days, to, uh, you know, to 15 days to flatten the curve, and then all of a sudden into 30 days to slow the spread. And I saw that it was being totally, it, it didn't matter. It didn't affect anything. It wasn't changing. I made a change. You, sir, never changed. You, sir, chose Anthony Fauci over Scott Atlas, even when Scott Atlas was put into the mix of your COVID-19 um, yep. response team. Yep, he did. You made choices all along the way. You had you had off-ramp after off-ramp offer after off-ramp given to you, and you chose to continue to speed down the highway. I chose the first off-ramp available given the information known to us. That's how you that's how you buttress this, and then you just hammer the ever-loving crap out of the the Pfizer and Moderna um, immunity deals. You hammer the fact that you still are lying to the American people about the effectual nature of the shots, right? They're beautiful. They're great. Take them. Our own FDA says we're pulling the malevolent, or not the or the the monolevolent um, COVID nineteen vaccination off the market. It's the bivalent um, one that they're allowing. Well, also, if you're Ron DeSantis and you're trying to defend your record on COVID, here's here's the point blank. Ain't nobody got this 100% perfect. Right. And that's his point. That's the point of talking about 15 days to flatten the curve, 30 days to slow the spread. And then I then I did something to affect that change. I took the very first offer available to me and I began to do what? Independently think, take a take a position based off of correct information, not just make a decision in the moment, mm. right? Not make an emotional decision. I made decisions based off of reason and facts and against your quote unquote advice, by the way, you attacked us for opening beaches. You attacked us for this. You attacked Georgia, right? And Brian Kemp. And you attacked Christy Nome in South Dakota. You said that they were terrible people, right? You attacked Texas for what they did, right? You attacked everybody who didn't uh, adhere to Donald Trump's messaging and the messaging of the coronavirus task force, right? You did that all the time. And who was proven correct? You have yet to admit, if you will admit on this stage today that you were wrong and that you will never do this again, this gets taken off of off of the plate, and I will never mention it again on the stage uh, in, in this campaign. Will Donald Trump take him up on that? No. No, hell no. Hell no. No. It is the biggest thing that when you talk about Donald Trump that you can harangue him with. Now, I will say this. To the um, points that you made, I think the thing that makes the most sense is to... If you if you, if I'm Donald Trump and and I think that you made some really good points but I think you were also given the hardest of the two positions. <laughs> yes, I was. And, and considering I have my own biases too. So it's just right. like <laughs> But I think that the hardest the harder of the two cases to make as a negative, right? Like, oh my god, you can't do this because this this or this. Mm-hmm. Um the foreign policy thing is the hardest case, I think to make against Ron DeSantis. And here's why. In his time in Congress, Pat, he was the chair of the subcommittee on national security. 
He was on the Foreign Affairs Committee. He was on Oversight and Accountability, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So he has some foreign policy bona fides. Um, but his job as a governor is not to talk foreign policy necessarily, other than to talk immigration, because his state is widely affected by immigration from Cuba, from Venezuela, right? Mm-hmm. Illegal immigration is a thing. So he has his hat to hang on when it comes to that. And he just passed uh, one of the toughest ID laws when it comes to illegal immigration that we have ever seen. Mm-hmm. So he has some bona fides when it comes to that. Okay, that's fine. You, sir, when you got into office, literally had no foreign policy experience other than talking to foreign leaders for your own personal uh, wealth gain, right? That's how you get around that. And I think the biggest case that I would make, it, it, it boils down to this. This is the message if I'm Ron DeSantis. Your choice comes down to this, America, and Team GOP. Do you want somebody who has dedicated their life to service or self? Mm. My life has totally been in service to the United States of America as a member of the United States Navy, as somebody who decided to serve in Congress, serve as a governor of the state of Florida. My entire adult life has been in service of this country and the great state of Florida. Meanwhile, Donald Trump, even when he became president of the United States, was in service to himself, not the rest of the American people. And his record shows that. There you are. You frame it as service versus self. Because you have that record of service. Donald Trump doesn't. Donald Trump decided bone spurs, right, to get out of the Vietnam War. Right? Mm-hmm. That you you can go completely down that road. I chose to serve my country. I chose the people of my district. I chose the people of my state to serve them. It has never been about myself. It has always been about service. Donald Trump builds buildings and puts his name on those buildings. Right? Donald Trump has been about building the brand of Donald Trump, not about serving and yes getting some sort of fame or notoriety based off of that service he has done nothing in his entire life of service of anything other than furthering his brand his pocketbook you know that's that's the case that you make um the other thing that i would also hang my hat on is how good i was in congress People need to know his congressional record. He had an 88% lifetime heritage action fund score, Pat. The average Republican, 64%. Mm-hmm. He was one of the most in lockstep with conservative and libertarian values, by the way. And when it comes to, I think the, the one thing is the social security thing, right? I think that's mm-hmm. an interesting tactic. But I would, this is how I would buttress this attack. Is it or is it not true, Mr. President, right? Or Mr. Ex-President? I don't know how I would frame that. Former. It would be former president. Ex-president, former president. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's how I would frame this. Is it or is it not true that Social Security and Medicare 
are heading for the cliff if we don't make any changes? And let Donald Trump answer that question. And then on the backside say, I am not afraid to take on fundamental reforms so that those who were promised Social Security and those who were promised Medicare can continue to get the things that they have paid into for their entire adult lives. We have to have a two-track solution to this. We have to have a solution for the coming workforce and the current workforce. The current workforce is going to, we're going to continue to allow this program with fundamental reforms that give them the benefits that there's that they are entitled to based off of the things that they have paid into. And for the new workforce, there's going to be a new plan in place, one that allows them to take money out of their account, right? Or put it into action how they see fit. We're going to basically go hands off. We're going to say we're going to take it out, right? As a as a promise from the government for your retirement, right? Mm-hmm. And we're not touching it. It is yours. It is your IRA. It is your 401k. And in fact, here's what the other thing we're going to do. We're going to challenge those employers to match the things that they do with a 401k and an IRA. We're going to ask them to match and they'll be able to put into your personal account the same way that they do with a 401k. And we're going to eliminate the need for you to contribute. The contribution comes from your work. The contribution comes from that money that would have gone into the Social Security Fund or the Medicare Fund. Right? So you give them two tracks. That's how you buttress that argument. You ask a fundamental question. Do you believe that Social Security, as I do, and Medicare, as I do, is a promise to the current workforce? Secondly, do you believe then that that fundamental promise is going to be able to be kept the way that that we currently run Social Security and Medicare? Donald Trump needs to answer that. And if he answers, yes, I do believe that, he is patently wrong. And then you attack. If he answers no, you say, then you have my position. My position has always been, we need to uphold the promise but reform so that that promise can exist for those that are in their 20s today. But those that are in their teens today, those that are currently just entering the workforce, have something else in place. If you are 21 and above, you are going to, you know what I mean? So if if you are under the age of 21 or 25 or whatever you want to do it as, maybe 25 would be the right age. I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not sure what that cutoff is, but you make that position, right? That's how you do it. You trap Donald Trump into an answer about the current state of, of Social Security and Medicare and the future state of it, and then you give a solution. I mean, again, I, I don't know how you defend that if you're Donald Trump. I, I just don't. Uh, here's here's kind of what I, I I would hope that people would get out of this is that we can debate all day long on who has the better record on what, right? And I think you and I would say Ron DeSantis has a better record on on most of this stuff, at, at the very least. That being said, you know, I 
a lot of the MAGA forever types are going to argue that against that no matter what. So we could argue. Oh, whether, yeah. You, know, I mean, you see it all over Twitter record. all day long. Right. You could argue who has the better record all day long. I, I, I would at least argue this, though. Ron DeSantis has a much cleaner record than Donald Trump. Um, and, and that's worth looking into. Um, I, I'm not. So I, I will even go as far as to say this. I'm not saying that I'm voting for Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump tomorrow. Because I, I, in truth, I don't know. I, I don't know who I'm who I'm going to vote for yet. Um, we're not even into the heart of primary season yet, let alone. Yeah, and that won't that won't really start until like August, September. Right. But my 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 point is this is like I'm willing to hear all these people, I'm, including Donald Trump. I'm willing to hear him out, but he has a lot of things to explain. Whereas Ron DeSantis, here's here's the kind of the the kicker with him. He doesn't have the things to explain that Donald Trump does. He really doesn't at the end of the day. He doesn't so, have the weight of COVID around him like Donald Trump does. He doesn't. Yeah. I think the 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 one thing that you missed is the Disney culture war stuff. And the reason why I say that is because I think the the albatross around the neck, if you will, and I think this is a dangerous tightrope walk that Donald Trump has to worry about, is attempting to make the case that, that Ron DeSantis believes in right-wing fascism. And what do I mean by that, right? Is right. that he is willing to use the power of government to enforce cultural codes that he believes in. That's part and parcel of what fascism was in Italy, right? That's part and parcel of, of that Mussolini nature, right? But he runs the risk of, did you or did you not also attempt to do these types of things, right? right. Did you yeah. or did you also not attempt to do these things? The other thing that I think I missed, and I think it's just because I didn't have enough time, is um, taking on the bureaucracy in the United States of, of America's federal government. He didn't do it. He attempted to, but he he realized he was running up against a absolute machine, right? Mm -hmm. And then the other parts of that argument are, look at the people you surrounded yourself with, right? I, I made the case of Fauci and Burks, right? But it's not just that. Look who you chose as your secretary of defense. Look who you, you chose as your secretary of state. Look who, you know, the first one, Right. Look who you chose as the head of the FBI. And right under your nose, the FBI, the CIA, the NSA were doing what? Look at what Congress was doing, right? In pressuring social media and doing all of these things right under your nose. All of these things were happening. And what did you know about it and do about it? Nothing. You had no control over the bureaucracy. And that's the other case, right? Whereas I think on the flip side, that's also a strength of Ron DeSantis is that he understands what time it is. He understands what he's up against, and he is at least attempting to make some changes. And yes, it looks hard, but it's not. I think I think that that said, though, I mean, I, I avoided the Disney thing intentionally because because of the tightrope that Donald Trump would have to walk. I, I don't know how. Donald oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's a case that you can walk that tightrope on. It's right. just, I don't know if he is capable of staying 
there. Right. Right. And I don't and I don't know that he is either. And the, the, that's I think, again, this is this is kind of the case for Ron DeSantis over Donald Trump is he can Ron DeSantis, he can walk it mm-hmm. and, and he can walk it in a much more elegant way than Donald, than Donald Trump can, because Donald Trump can't he can't not he has no filter. He can't not say what's on his mind. Right. I think the, the another way of looking at it is that they both can get to the same finish line, but in very different ways. And one of them is a way in which they might set a land speed record, right? (coughs) Um, And in the other way, they might blow up the road behind him. And that's Donald Trump, right? Um, He's looking at it from, I'm going to bulldoze my way, but I'm going to blow everything behind me up. Whereas Ron DeSantis might set a land speed record getting there, but doing so in a way in which people don't even know he set the record. Um, it's two different ways of getting to the same point, and one of which has a much more palpable or palatable um, presentation to it. And I also think the nimbleness of Ron DeSantis on the stage next to Donald Trump is going to be very intriguing to watch. Because mentally speaking, I find Ron DeSantis to be much more nimble and able to think on his feet than a Donald Trump. And, and, and honestly, this, this whole thing is going to be, especially when we get into primary and, and, and Ron DeSantis does officially announce, which I mean, I would expect would happen in the next couple of months here. Yeah. I would look to July because it's the end yeah. of the legislative session in yeah. Florida. I think that's the ultimate goal here. I think, mm-hmm. you know, just some people, like, like I said um, earlier this week, the people in Iowa that I know, um, they're doing back channel work there. Um, you know, he's made appearances for his book in New Hampshire and on and on and on. Which was um, ultimately a soft lunch for his presidential campaign. But right. it, it's going to be a slugfest between the two. I don't Absolutely. know that there's another candidate that, that that is going to be worthy to enter said slugfest at this point. It's, it's really going to come down to those two. Um, it'll be, I mean, grab your popcorn because it's going to be entertaining to watch. Um, and, and honestly, you know, this is why I'm wide open, you know, like, like I, I want to, I want to remain wide open. Um, you know, I, I think you're right. I think Ron DeSantis does have a more palatable record. Um, but this is, this is going to be a slugfest. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how all that contrast in styles, delivery, presentation, attack mode. All that sort of stuff is going to go down. I think this is going to be an absolutely fascinating primary because I also think as those two are button heads, there is a way for a third person to enter this and kind of split, not even split the baby, but split the the two-headed monster and slay it. I, I, I really do. I don't know if anybody is up to the task of taking it. Um, I, I'm not so sure that Vivek Ramaswamy is that guy anymore. I think no, he's I'm- made some really weird choices as of late um choices that i wouldn't have made and choices i don't think um make sense uh, from a political standpoint um he did a really poor job of responding to the george soros uh, attack right in terms of you were funded by george soros no that that fund just literally names people off of the top of its head and I have no control over that, right? He took a month to come up with that. 
except for that would have been something that you should have just said then and there. But that's all notwithstanding. Um, on that note, Pat, your final thoughts on today's show. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay, fine. You do that. Please be smart. Be safe. Be kind. Make sure you eat all of your meals today. And as always, Matthew 547. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.